everybody in the Dance Mama community who's watching. It's Lucy McCrudden here with another conversation with another fantastic organisation. What's a privilege and a pleasure. Um, as you know, most of the time I've been able to speak to other members of the dance community about parenthood. Um, but I'm also very passionate that the community knows about things in a more broader context. And I'm really excited this afternoon to have with me the Chief Executive and Director and Co-Founders of the Active Pregnancy Foundation with me to talk through the significant and amazing advances that they've already made as a relatively young charity within the last um, few years. A huge part of their work is about getting women pre and postnatally active, but also educating the healthcare workers and other organisations that support women to get active and the benefits of that. Um, dance, dance mummers, even though they have trained in dance and been very active, can be also susceptible to being a bit reluctant to getting back into activity. I don't think there's any exclusion there. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with two fantastic women who've got outstanding careers, um, respectively, um, about their work. So without further ado, um, Sally, would you like to tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, hi, I'm Sally and I'm the CEO of the Active Pregnancy Foundation and um, we created the uh, foundation actually about a year ago now, so it's actually in, it, in its infancy. It's still a baby, <laughs> so to speak, and um, I came to this from an inspirational and motivational um, speaker background, but also I was an endurance athlete, so that's part of my background. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll hear a bit more about that in a minute, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, by your proper title, Dr. Marlies DeVivo, please tell us a bit more about yourself. Yeah, hi, uh, my name is Marlies. So I relocated from South Africa around 15 years ago. And at the time I was pregnant with my daughter and um, also a qualified biokineticist. So um, someone who treats special populations um, by means of exercise prescription. Um, at the time, it was quite a big no-no being pregnant and active at the same time. And it started quite a lot of finger pointing. And that's where my journey started. So um, I basically invested a lot of research and time into the topic. Um, I am currently a senior research fellow at Canterbury Christchurch University. And through a mutual connection, I met Sally. And I think we sort of, we immediately had a connection and, and uh, well, this grew out from there. And also there's a specific uh, research group, isn't there, at uh, Canterbury Christchurch University. Um, just tell us a little bit more about that, because I, I don't know whether many um, dance mummers or papas out there would, would be necessarily aware of it. Yeah, so um, we've started a, a research group, the Perinatal Physical Activity Research Group. And this is in response, I think, to a need for high quality research. Um, we work in in for formulating guidelines and national guidelines in association with the chief medical officers. But in putting those together, we've come to realize that although there is research and anecdotal evidence, there's not enough high quality evidence to inform these guidelines. So um, for, for the most part, although we know stuff and we know that certain things are beneficial, we can't 
make them national recommendations unless it's supported by the necessary evidence. So that's how our research group started and we're really keen on supporting more research in, in the um, pregnancy and postnatal time period, but also nowadays looking even before women are pregnant, so the preconception period and, and really addressing this as a sort of life course approach throughout, my, um, well, with motherhood as a sort of central theme to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something definitely uh, Dance Mama has sought to do from the beginning is to signpost people while simultaneously trying to, to find either the right, right studies. And, and recently I uh, have been in contact with um, one uh, researcher in America, in Texas, and another at Finnish uh, National Opera and Ballet, but that's kind of only within the last few months. Um, uh, and it's only obviously another two um, globally in other countries. So absolutely, it's something that is really under-researched up until this point. Um, so what, how, how would you describe the, the foundation in terms of what it aims to do? Well, it's interesting, actually, when you introduced us, and I think um, this is something that we need to be really mindful of, is that it kind of comes across as a women's charity. And actually, it's not. It's a societal charity. You know, it's for, it's for the societal need. And, you know, I always say that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, right? So if we have healthy, active mother, mothers, we are going to have healthier um, babies. And as role models as well, women can um, inspire young people to stay active throughout their lives. But it's not just women. You know, you, we have um, the partners, um, dads and donors who are kind of supporting and the network of support around women who can have a huge impact in their choices. And we've definitely discovered that um, if uh, a partner says to you, you know, mm, uh, I'm not sure you should be doing that, that can really change the course of, of a, a woman's choices. So, you know, we need to change the way society thinks, and that's part of our remit in doing so, is to kind of inform women that there's no evidence of harm if you're having a healthy pregnancy in being active, but also giving that message to the wider population so that when you go into your local gym to go for a swim, you're not being stared at. If you want to go into a Zumba class, that you're being supported and able to go and do that. If you want to go on your bicycle and you're eight months pregnant, you're not having people going, oh, should you be doing that love you know that's <laughs> that's you know the message you want to get across and also it's really important for us that um, we are the active pregnancy it's about activity not necessarily just exercise and um, so it's the real broadest remit of activity rather than just either going to the gym or training because for many women um, they're already not participating in activity and exercise they're already not making that choice this is why you see um, big campaigns like this girl can you know because we are already um, seeing a, a whole swathe of the population who are not choosing to participate so you know we've got to make it as easy in our messaging and as encouraging and as sisterly in our messaging as possible to enable women to choose to participate and enable the support network around them to feel confident that they can give them a pat on the back and say yeah you can go and do it too yeah absolutely and, and i think um i know kind of in my mind what were the barriers to prevent me doing activity at different points in, in both those phases of my life but I guess what what do you, does the foundation perceive as some of those barriers to be? I mean, we've talked about obviously our, our partner in terms of psychological support, but um, 
there's, there's plenty of others, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think one of, one of the, the biggest issues, and to put this in context, is that within the UK, the first set of national guidance for being active in pregnancy was only produced in 2017. Um, so that was, a, that was a big game changer in terms of information being available to women and in, information being promoted to women. So before that, um, I think most women would tend to Google stuff. And um, yeah, I think that was a big problem is being sure of the information you receive. And the default position is to do nothing rather than the sort of trust information or ask your midwife or ask someone you can rely on. Um, if you're not sure, you were just going to sit back and do nothing because that's, that's perceived to be safe. So now that we have this national guidance, and we can trust those guidance and we can trust the advice, we are hoping that this will be available across the board and that that provides some sort of reassurance. And I think that is the first biggest barrier that, that, that has had an influence on, on pregnant women's physical activity behavior. And of course, and I think I can see Sally is desperate to, to throw in a few other things there, is we, we as women have many other barriers just as part of daily living, yeah. time, um, access to, well, reasonable facilities or knowing what to do access to information from your leisure center or from a fitness instructor having the money to access that it's not a free for all it's not freely available so they there's many many barriers um and i think i can see sally wants to throw in no no but but also it's important i think to remember that there are women who are not active at all and there are women who are in your population you see where they are extremely active and yet many of the barriers are being faced by the whole stream of women you know whether they are supremely active or not you know as soon as you become pregnant many people want to put a woman in a in a nice lovely kind of soft fluffy blanket and say oh you put your feet up it's a very special time you know <laughs> and actually that's not that's not always the best thing to do or the most appropriate thing to do to keep you well the thing is we it's really important to know that being fit during your pregnancy doesn't necessarily mean that you'll have the perfect birth and lots of there's lots of midwives midwives tales about that and that's not a message that we want people to have is that you know if you are fit you will have uh, an easy birth because some women will not have easy births but what they will be able to do is recover quickly or quicker than they perhaps would have been able to do if they have a complicated birth but they're injured by their by their labor and you know that's what we, we want to give women that tool to be able to support themselves because i think we are absolutely as a society disabling our women yeah that's what we're doing when we're not giving them the right information and support to stay active we're not respecting them and their bodies to enable them to make the right choices to enable them to get through their first pregnancy second pregnancy, however many babies they have to enable them to stay fit and healthy for the rest of their lives no, yeah. labour is a difficult process. Sorry, go on, Molly. I think that's important. It's, a, it's about empowerment. So it's about providing that information that you can trust and letting women make these decisions for themselves. We are not an organisation that's going to tell anybody to exercise or to do any specific activity. What we want is to give information that people can trust and for women to make their own decisions on what they feel works for them, but surround their family. And, and will make them feel good about themselves and about this journey that they're going on. Yeah. yeah. But there is a, 
yeah there, there's just so, there's so many facets to it in in lots of ways the the psychological um in terms of resilience and confidence to, to find things from those of us who are more active then to feeling frustrated when when the odds are stacked against you and actually getting to do your activity i just um frustratingly did <laughs> try to do a class this morning with my three-year-old running around in the lounge because I was just like if I don't do one I might burst um, so those things as well as obviously the, the cultural and systemic issues um, I think the other thing as well just with women themselves um, I know that the foundation works with the um, health and fitness industry as well um, uh, what steps the foundation are doing there to address some of those issues sure so we know that only eight percent of personal trainers have a, a what's called a pre and postnatal qualification which is but and 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 when you look at the demographic of um personal trainers who, who go into the industry they're usually quite young and uh, you know the, the skew is very definitely male and therefore why would they choose to take a course in which they have to pay extra money for it. I mean, I, I trained as a, as a personal trainer. I went through that process, right? And I got a, my level three personal training certificate. If I wanted to do um, pre and postnatal, I'd have to do another course. You're already just starting in the industry and you haven't really made any money. So there's a, a financial implication to getting the right sort of qualifications. Yeah. And, and if you haven't had children, it kind of is not on your radar. It doesn't feel relevant to you. And so what we're really keen on doing is uh, encouraging the, um, the health and fitness um, kind of cohort really to engage with doing uh, at least a good quality, good standard qualification within the first levels of PT training. So you don't have to necessarily go, you can become a master trainer in um, pre and postnatal, but that every personal trainer who goes out into the world uh, with a qualification at least knows how to confidently support a pregnant woman or a postnatal woman if they walk through their doors. So that's our first one. That's just just fantastic and that kind of coupled with the CMO approved guidelines and you've been doing some work with um, This Mum Moves as well. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that too? Marlies, Marlies has been the queen of that one. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think I was I was lucky enough just after finishing my PhD, some of my findings got picked up and I was approached to form part of this group who put in a bid for funding from Sport England. Um, it, it, it took almost two years to get that through the whole process and there were various stages that we had to go through. Um, but it's sort of it's a it's a national campaign, but it's about educating healthcare professionals. So now that we know we have these guidelines and it's great that they're there, it's a good first step, but we need to make sure that they are being implemented as part of practice with, within, within healthcare. Um, so this, this project, um, it's now in its second year and we are targeting five sort of testing and piloting sites where we are delivering training to midwives and health visitors and sort of really equipping them with the knowledge and skills to have these conversations with women. Um, and not just those skills, but, but saying the right things, the right language. So not putting anybody off by saying, oh, you have to go and exercise. Yeah. But by talking about being active and how activity can be incorporated in daily living without even thinking about it. So it's, it's very much about that language and that conversation. Um, 
So we've, we've kind of, we're at the stage now where it's been halted. So face-to-face -face training has been halted because of the, the COVID-19 situation. Yeah. But we are very quickly adapting and we're hoping to deliver online training soon. Um, we've also launched a mod, uh, an online learning module with e-learning for healthcare. That's freely available to basically anyone who wants to do it. So it's, it's about, I think, connecting all the dots. Yeah. But we, there's a lot of good work that's being done in silos. But unless we connect healthcare professionals, fitness professionals, and moms and leisure industry and, and wider family units, we, we're not going to see the results we want to see. So it's, it's about this whole systems approach. And I think the Active Pregnancy Foundation is sort of perfectly placed to connect those dots, to make those connections, to introduce people to network. Absolutely. And it's, it's just, um, just so exciting talking to you about how already you've made such significant progress in all of those areas and connecting those together. And a little bit of me is quite envious that... <laughs> wasn't there seven years ago when we, when we really wanted it but um i guess it's that the passion and frustration from the absence of those things that really dri drives us to make um big progress in a short space of time talking of lockdown which clearly we're all we're all in at the moment i've i've noticed obviously following on social media some brilliant content we provided for women to help particularly those who are finding themselves pregnant and in lockdown to stay active um, do you want to just have a, a, a little bit more um, time to talk, talk about some of those things be, before we finish up? Because I think it's May the 21st today. This is when we're, we're recording it. And I think there's some really um, pertinent things that you'll have to say with the challenge, in additional challenges on top of all of the ones that we've mentioned yeah. that, that um, pregnant women are facing at the moment. Yeah, and I, I think um, it was really interesting for us to to go through this experience as a new charity actually because suddenly it brought the concerns that many women have to the fore and the concerns that we've already shared to the fore because suddenly we have a population of women who are in a special needs kind of category because they're seen as being vulnerable more vulnerable to COVID-19 and suddenly they are um, you know, closed down in their houses and I think many women would be feeling you know even if they weren't active before that suddenly they can't be active now and they're missing it. But um, you know, one of the, the, the amazing kind of things about being active is it's so good for your mental health. And so many women are really struggling with their mental health in this period. I mean, we all are. But when you're pregnant as well, and you're fearful um, about the uncertainty of the services that are available to you, how you're going to be able to go into the hospital to have your checks. I mean, all that is added on to your, you know, the, the already kind of scary stuff about being pregnant anyway, right? So any of those yeah, things being done through car windows, aren't they? Which is just quite e extraordinary, really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you've got you know postnatal mums who are bringing a tiny baby home and they can't share that experience with their support network, um, and so it was really important for us to get the message out that one, you know, we understand that there's a mental health impact this situation, and we are a listening ear. But there are other, you know, uh, organisations who are already working in this field and, and also happy to support. And we've shared a lot of links to those networks, but also to say that just being active 
going out for a walk if you can, you know, getting out on your bike if you can, socially in a socially uh, isolating, you know, self-distancing sort of way will make a huge impact on your mental health at this time. Um, we've started a survey, didn't we, Marley? So I think you're best yes, I was just going to say. Yeah, so um, in association with UK Active and the This Mum Moves project, um, who were commissioned by Sport England as part of the Stay In Workout campaign to set up a hub of resources that pregnant and postnatal women could refer to, we've run a survey. And our survey had the aim of understanding what women are going through in this time, um, sort of what are the resources they are looking for, what's their attitudes towards being active, what type of support would they need and, and what their preferences are. And, and I think we've had some really interesting results so far. Um, it's the, the survey is still ongoing. Um, so we're looking to sort of compare what we see now since lockdown has been eased somewhat and what we saw before, so up until the 13th of May. But we've had some really in interesting findings and some of those headlines we've released as part of um, mental health awareness month and maternal mental health awareness week and, and to pick up what's, what Sally has said is that women view physical activity as really important and mm -hmm. about 88% of them felt that being active helped them to cope with their mental health during lockdown so we know it's really important but what we've also seen is that over 50% of women now feel that they are less active in lockdown um, so it's it's really important for us to support that population, whether they want to walk or whether it's doing a YouTube video in, in, in their own home, to yeah. support them with resources that they can trust. Um, so yes, I think this survey has certainly been an eye-opener in the one sense, but also really helpful. Just, yeah, just, just fantastic to, to have that a, a, as a resource and for people to be able to be guided to the right information that scientifically underpinned and is really safe is, is hugely key at this time to, to, to give some reassurance where, where it can be found in a very unreassuring time. We're going to have to finish up in a, in a little minute, but I would like to say that for everybody watching, it's the Active Pregnancy Foundation, all one word, .org. They're also very active on Instagram <laughs> with some lovely vids and some lovely um, stats. And um, please do visit the website. There is a link on the Dance Mama website, but please do go, go directly to it and, and look at all of that information. Is there any kind of, in the last one minute we have, final thoughts that you'd really want to get across to, to anybody watching? Yeah, well, for me, yeah, keep moving. Yeah, definitely keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much, Lucy, for kind of tying in with us because, you know, this is a population that deserves to be reached. You know, your, your dance mamas deserve to be reached too. You know, it is every woman who chooses to be pregnant and chooses to be active needs support from us. Yeah. And, and we're here to, you know, try and change the culture to enable them to get the support they need. Uh, I mean, absolutely. And I think really Sally it's about for from our perspective many of them are very active before and then stop uh, oh. feel discouraged and um your foundation will I know genuinely help so many women from our sector have further confidence and build their resilience and empowerment to, to, to keep going and whether they go back to the same job before or something similar 
I think something we, we talked about this in a, in a prior conversation about the about COVID being a bit of a leveler and I think what people are finding is that um, they're in a situation not too dissimilar to being a new mum where you're restricted in terms of how, how many times you go out and what activity that you can be um, taking in, in the broad, broadest sense and I'm hoping with that, along with the flexible working side of, of things, such as this, <laughs> that it also does make people um, just have a bit more empathy, actually, with um, this population and other populations that maybe can't get out and about um, as much for whatever reason. So um, a great big thank you to you. And I hope, um, I always feel exceptionally energized and positive speaking to, to you both. And I really hope um, that that's coming across and out into the screen um, to those of you watching. <laughs> Some positivity and um, as Marley's says, absolutely um, keep moving. So thank you very much, thanks. Mm -hmm.